Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Down in the Hidden Valley? <laughs> Can you hear yourself? Fucking right, bro. Yeah? Is that a good... Uh... Fucking sweet, broski. <laughs> oh, please chew as much as you can into the mic. I did a podcast from Japan and must have gotten at least five tweets of people being like... Like, these are... They said that... You know, I love the backhanded compliment where what? they start off and they go, couldn't be a bigger fan of the pod... Been following you for years, yeah. but I gotta say, listening to you chew corn on the cob or whatever. And by the way, I was licking an ice cream cone. So first of all, if you're gonna accuse me of food chomping, yeah, get the treat right. And they were like, "This was the most abhorrent, wait, abhorrent. This was the most bit torrent fucking chomping sesh. I couldn't even listen, but I did anyway. But consider me unsubscribed if I have to sub- subscribe Ooh, to this wow. bullshit ever again. Ooh. You know, so it started off positive and then with the body slam. There's a huge difference between licking and chewing, bro. Thank you. Like, licking is almost silent. Like, what you're doing Especially is... Especially if what- you're a deer. Like, <laughs> they lick real quiet. They do. They're probably the quietest of the lickers. They're the silent lickers of the lambs. But, How but come- <laughs> chewing is like, chewing is like, you know, Golden Corral style, bro. How come there hasn't been a planet Earth on, like, the most softest lickers and chewers of the wilderness what's planet earth like that nature show you know like when they're like oh yeah follow the land shark as it roams through yeah. the seabus yes or the the abyss the seabus the lion <laughs> plucks the eye out of the baby zebra and goggles with it just to fuck with it before it dies and then it drags it to Home Depot to the self-checkout line and uses it as a barcode and rubs it back and forth across the scanner while it slowly bleeds out with one eye. Even <laughs> as he, I lick it. Even though he's in the 10 items or less line, he has 14. Does he care? Not this winter. <laughs> oh, are you a, you're a, a fan of the animals, yeah? Dude, I live for animals. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm one of these guys that likes animals more than people. For real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, a specific uh, group of animals? All animals. Yeah. And you, because, because, you know, humans are the only, you know, we're the only things that decide the destiny of other animals in a cruel way. You yeah. know, animals take what they need. It's rare animals just kill for sport and fun. Yep. But humans just dominate, tread upon, destroy you know, derail animals like insects, fish, birds, all of it, man. Have you so, always been that way? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. What was your first pet? Do you remember that? My first pet? In fact, a lot of folks start off with goldfish just to kind of ease you No, the no, I kingdom. went straight to like a penthouse pet when I was 11 years old, uh, Cherry. <laughs> cherry stayed in my bedroom. Yeah. Did you have to Screw feed her? Screw that. And pick mom, up after? These other kids like, Mom, Dad, can I get a, a puppy, a kitty? I was like... Bring me a penthouse pet, will you, Dad? Thanks. Give me a bunny with both the ears. Up. Yellow. <laughs> no, I, my first pet was well. I, I I collected everything, man. I was one of those guys that went down in the ravine and caught. I'd, I'd come home with eight snakes, what? and I'd I'd take them to school. I'd be like the kid with the snakes. I took a snapping turtle to school. That's cool. I took like uh, garter snakes. Um, your teachers weren't uh, shocked or... No, they just... let me. They let me. They, they would set up little <clears throat> habitats tanks for it. Yeah. They'd make little little like terrariums for my, my critters. It was wow. awesome. See, I only ever had the experience of the teacher. We had like a, a class pet at one point. It was like a bunny or um, it was cherry, basically. Cherry oh, would show yeah. up and we... No. It, it was uh, a, a bunny or a chinchilla or a... Oh. Um, what are chinchillas? Are those like Mexican bunnies? Like what is what is a... <laughs> Like, what is a chinchilla? That's you a hear great about question. it. Yeah, it is. I only know it because my senior of high school uh, or of college roommate, uh, Tori Rubin, we called him Trubin, he had two chinchillas. And he okay. was always like, yeah, I hope you guys don't mind my chinchillas. He's like, one's, one is named Boomer, one is named Mama. And then one day we came home and he was like, so Boomer ate all my weed and Mama ate 
Mama ate boomer. Oh, we're like, man. Jesus. It's a tough life being a chin. Well, they're chilla. they're weird because you hear about them, but I've, I've, I've never chinchilla. I've never seen one on one of our Planet Earth nature shows. You yeah. never see the chinchilla creeps <laughs> through the tinder grass and looks for the Watch baby it eat the stone as weed. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's friend. The, the chinchilla hunts for a drug pusher in the streets of Guatemala, rips its eye out, and sucks its bone marrow out of its fat fucking teeth. <laughs> Before applying for a job at TCBY. <laughs> Not this year, says the old man with the hat. <laughs> Wait, TCBY, is that that, thank God it's not yogurt? What is that? What is... What is what? TCBY was almost like pre-Pink Berry. TCBY was the first frozen yogurt, like... At least, okay, they so were what's, almost what's, competitors of Baskin Robbins, but they weren't because they were frozen yogurt. Well, what, Baskin Robbins is like, we're doing straight up ice cream because we're fucking gangsters. Whoa. But what's TGIF then? <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. And that was the so, Family Matters step-by-step full house. And what was the one you said? TCBY. <laughs> And TGIF. You combine them, thank God it's frozen yogurt. <laughs> okay, yeah. And now I want to throw in a pancake. So TGYI hop GY KFC FU. All right, how about that? No, I'm completely dyslexic. Dyslexic. Uh, By the way, y- y- isn't it odd that dyslexic, okay, people who are dyslexic, they have trouble spelling. Yeah. The word dyslexic is almost impossible to spell. Do you know how to spell it? Give me three chances minimum to figure it out. Okay, go. Dyslexic. Spell it. P? (laughs) Fuck. That's psoriasis. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, the S is silent. Seriously, let's try and spell it. D? I I know it's Y. Is it Y? S? No, wait. There's an L. Dyslexic. Dys. I'm going to D-Y-S. D-Y-S. We try it. Lex. L-E-X, right? I only know one of the Lex, and that was Luther, and he went yeah. L-E-X. Yeah. This Lex, I see. I'm thinking it's that easy. This Lex. But see, we shouldn't be thinking about it. And, no. and why would you torture people who have trouble <laughs> spelling? Give the name of their like, condition. Yeah. At least make that easy to spell. Yeah, why don't we just c- c- call it f- fucked up, you know? Like <laughs> F-U-C-K-E-D-U-P, okay? Instead of some alien language from planet Trinitron, you know. It just queefed. That means hello. Oh, my God. God look it up now. I want right. to know no, how I you spell know, it because right. I, I don't think we got it, man. It's it's very Are you, you're it's a, cruel. It's downright cruel. You're, you're pretty uh, sharp with the words in your... Uh, sure I am. In your act and your your conversing, were you always like a was having a strong word vocab? Smith. Yeah, yeah, I'm a wordsmith. Yeah, yeah, really good. Wow, dude, bingo, we got it. D Y S E. I'm sorry, D Y S. I'm reading it, and I you're just even it reading it. You can't do it. See, that's <laughs> just cruel, man. <laughs> you want to hear it. what it says too when you Google? No, spell this. it first. D Y S L E X I C. We did not spell it like that. Yeah, we did. We didn't put the E in. Lexix. Yeah, yeah, we did. No. We went LX? No, we had an E in there. Lex. Remember I said Lex? I only know one oh, Lex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you, wow. when you Google dyslexic, you get dyslexic, then you get dyslexic font, dyslexic meaning, dyslexic... Why is font above the meaning of it? I don't dyslexic know. jokes? That's number three on the list. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Dyslexic heart? Yeah. How do you have a dyslexic heart? I don't know. Maybe you you can't say I love you properly. <laughs> like you just like I love you, honey. I love you. Dyslexic dyslexic advantage. Dyslexic with numbers. Dyslexia test. Dyslexic people. It's just a it's just a bad. You know, for people who have trouble spelling, they couldn't have come up with a more difficult word. What's your favorite word? I have to get all James Lipton on you. No, no, that's a good one, man. My favorite word, I like conundrum. Me too. That's a good one. Yeah. And tough to spell too, yeah. but it rolls. Yeah. Conundrum. Are there certain words if somebody doesn't know what they, like if you say it in a sentence and you can visibly see on their face that they're just like, <clears throat> like they oh, go into yeah. social shock, yeah. like just fucking like, yeah. they're just like, all they can think about from the re- for the rest of the conversation is getting to the bathroom so they can look up what you yeah, said. Yeah, what was that word he said? Or they laugh. That's usually like a quick. That's a that's a way to handle yeah. if you don't. If quick yeah. way to handle stupid is just laugh. Yeah, trilobite's always a good one. 
What is trilobite? Is that what you drink before you go to bed and you don't want to shit your pants in your 80s? <laughs> trilobite. You know, I've left <laughs> every it. night I wake up and I shit myself. What can I try? Labite. <laughs> a trilobite is an ancient uh, prehistoric uh, crustacean, like a, like an ancient crab-like awesome. horseshoe crab-like creature. Are they still around? No, they're they're extinct. But right. but I just realized at what point would you ever insert that into a conversation? To yeah, I was over uh, shopping at the mall today, trilobite, and uh, I saw some great new shoes that I like to trilobite on. And uh, oh my god, I mean, they were only trilobite uh, forty dollars trilobite. Like That's how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> you just answer your own question. Yeah. <laughs> What's your word? Um. Oh boy! Oh, you, can I do one more before? Yeah, because well, I know you're thinking. Yeah, but this one's a good one. What you don't it? hear it much. You hear it a lot in baseball. Brouhaha! Oh yeah. Well, it looks like they're having a brouhaha <laughs> down at the third baseline. It looks like Corey Peters <laughs> has stepped up on Donnie Matthews on a real brouhaha <laughs> breaking out. Oh man! Wow! Yeah, that kid could throw a fucking ripe mushroom <laughs> through a battleship good thing he just has to work with a baseball skip <laughs> brouhaha wait so that is the brouhaha is, is it's like, like a, a scuffle it's like a like dust a stop yeah, yeah yeah it's like a little com physical confrontation baseball commentators really do have the best words yeah because they have so much time to talk i think more than anybody so much downtime also, so many ways to talk about the same thing over and over again. Well, that's why they're called color guys, color commentators, because they have to make the, the words colorful. Come they can't life. just go, and there goes Davis running down to the second baseline. He stopped on the pad, and he's looking around. <laughs> You know, he's going to, and there goes Davis. He's chugging down to that second baseline. Yeah, like he's, a gazelle oh, from the 50s. Yeah, he looks like he sprained his ankle like Helen Keller's cleft <laughs> lip on a lollipop. <laughs> you know, I don't. Yeah, see, I know what happened. Yeah, right? Yeah, when you but describe that. You make it, you make it uh, colorful, man. You colorful. Could, I, think Wait. You, I think you could have been a baseball commentator. I could have, man. You, yeah. to me, uh, should have been what they tried to do with Dennis Miller in Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. Just put a comedian in the booth. Yeah. That just, for whatever reason, I, to him, like you, Nick Swartzen, like there's guys that would just add so much yeah. without taking away from the game. Because sports fans, I think they, they want that com. I think that's why sports and comedy have never truly fused together. Yeah. Because the people, they don't want to to the rug to be pulled out from under how much they do care about them. Yeah, you know yeah you're right. But it's a, it's a delicate was, line. Yeah. And the problem with Miller is he's great, but he's 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 very. Uh, he always to me came off as schmarmy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, well, it was he, like Favre's going back to toss the pigskin like a fucking yeah. tulip from the Quiznos factory on a Wednesday morning when Barb got her fucking pussy cat in the ringer. Whoa, you know? whoa, yeah, guy. that's this that's is, I'm, Miller though, I'm right? Quoting that's Miller. a quote. Yeah, that's not you. You didn't say that. That was no, Miller. Dude, I'm quoting Miller. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I saw that game. Um, now what's <laughs> What's your well, word, bro, Safiash? I like uh, I like bewildered. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and but oh, you have to wow. be careful because you know, it means like confused. So you can't just you can't be sitting. It's it's not an easy word to 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 just toss away, but say casually because yeah. it comes across like you can't just like if someone's like trying to show you you know how to uh, properly do calligraphy, and you're yeah. just like I still not getting it. I'm 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 pretty. You know, this is uh, it's a little more uh, bewildered than I wanted to be. Yeah, I'm sort and of bewildered. That you know, people are gonna like, you know, yeah. probably be like, you know, I think it's time. I think yeah. it's time for the party to end. I, I think, think it's time you should for you leave. To, yeah. to get on your scooter and it's, head home. It's like when Linda Blair came down at the Christmas party and peed all over the <laughs> carpet. It's like time to wrap it up. <laughs> Who's Linda Blair? From The Exorcist, bro. You didn't. You've never I, seen that no. scene where she they're, they're all sitting there singing Christmas carols at the piano and. <laughs> Linda Blair comes down from the upstairs and just stands in front of the whole room and pees on the carpet. Is she the pajamas? one in the white dress? Yeah. And the straight and the black hair? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, classic. What would you do if that happened in a normal Christmas setting? Uh, I'd probably throw the punch bowl underneath her and say, <laughs> have at her, you drunk idiots. Um, now, what's your word? No, but you, you, you gave me bewildered, which is a common word. What's your uh, word to kind of make everyone else feel stupid 
Like I had trilobite, and then it, after I said it, I turned out to be the stupid one. I'll tell you what it is. But what's your word? Um, and I wonder if I know it because oh. you didn't know trilobite. Like I got you, I got you bad. Well, that's a crustacean, you said. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, idiosyncrasy. Ooh, what's that mean? It means like peculiar or um, Ooh. you know, just like a little off. Ooh. Like like the like you know, almost like a behavioral thing that. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me I'll go to go to the exact definition. Wow, idiosyncrasy. It's got. It's almost says idiot. It's like it's like a, yes. a T away from idiot. It's idio, and you think you're being called an idiot. And then when you add the syncrasy and you don't know the word, then you become an idiot. Yeah. It's wow, it's, it's <laughs> pertaining a... to the nature of idiosyncrasy or something peculiar to an individual. The best minds are idiosyncratic and unpredictable as they follow the course of scientific discovery. Wow. Players gotta play, bro. <laughs> wow. Do you ever dumb down your conversation if you're in oh, a yeah. social setting and you're oh, like constantly. Yeah. yeah. I especially find when I'm when someone starts uh, talking about politics, I yeah. literally just pretend I'm an idiot, like just to try to. Well, I watch. You the, don't want to. I I, I I watch it so much. I'm so immersed in politics that when I hear people starting to talk, I realize within about four words that they they're not knowledgeable. Yeah, and so I I don't want to engage with people where I'm. I'm hearing them say things that don't exist yeah. or aren't real or they don't have a clue. And then I'm going to start into it with them and then they'll start layering on stuff they don't know. Yeah. And so I just go, oh, really? Really? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. That guy is. A, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I got it. You like, turn to Jay Leno. Yeah. yeah instead, of, instead of like totally hammering them with the facts and I, I – because – People these days don't want to hear the facts, you know. No. So, so I just I just tune that out. I pretend I'm a moron when it comes to that. That's a good uh, maneuver because yeah. those types of um, I mean shit. There was one political discussions can I didn't know this until well, six, so sixth grade. This was what for me 1995, right? Yeah. And I met my neighbor's house for Thanksgiving. It was my best friend and his folks. And it was just my mom and I. So who were they again? Do you remember the Garmeyers? Yeah, the Garmeyers. Yeah, that's one of my words, by the way. Yeah. When I'm in Europe, I throw that around. Uh, Davidson, would you get the Garmeyers, please? We're about to play bocce ball. Yes, the green ones. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Davidson, the the Garmeyers, you fucking twat. <laughs> right? Did I use it in a sentence oh or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was Julia Garmeyer, Steve oh, Garmeyer. she was yeah. a treat. She ran through a firework once in our neighborhood. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. she was a little boozed up. Yeah. Yeah, ran right through a piccolo Pete. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> She's still with us. Wow. Uh, so, so Steve, the dad, right, 6'5", yeah. just a, a, a huge human. Whoa. And uh, he, his, brother, his brother comes over for Thanksgiving. Hasn't seen him in almost 12 years. Okay. This is a fucking re- reunion of mm-hmm. for the masses. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're sitting there, and there's like a stale breaking conversation. I'm in the sixth grade. I have no political knowledge or anything to add. Yeah. Or even if, if it started without me, I would have just sat there, gotten yeah. more seconds, Maybe pulled out my recorder and get, added some background music, but there's a stale break in the conversation, and I felt like I needed to like get it going somehow. Yeah. Like so, I say I take a sip of my uh, my porridge and my root beer, and I go, "So who's everybody voting for?" And you're six. Cut sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. Twelve so you're years old. Twelve. Yeah. Cut to Steve, the dad of the household, and his brother uh, just getting into it. It ends with Steve trying to choke his brother, walking out of the house saying, fuck you, this is why I took 12 years. <laughs> slam up, slam of the door. And then literally, I haven't moved from my seat. I almost, it was like, a, if you if it was a movie, I wouldn't have even moved from wow. my bike. That was you like know? pay-per-view UFC, bro. Yeah, it was. That was like early before satellite. Yeah, and, it, and Julia, who ran through fireworks, literally oh, didn't yeah. skip a beat, door wow. slams, she fucking, we're all sitting down, and then she just goes, who wants mashed potatoes? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I learned my lesson then to just like steer clear. So dumbing it down is a, you know, that's what I should have done. Well, it's a shame you have to dumb it down because I feel like, you know, people who are knowledgeable shouldn't have to dumb it down. Yeah. What I think is people who aren't knowledgeable shouldn't chime in. Yes. So that's, I, they should be the ones that sit back. And, and, if, and I'm not saying that to be... 
mean-spirited, but if they did sit back and listened, they could learn from yeah. people that... But but then the other question is, you go, well, who really knows what? Like, someone could be standing there mouthing off about politics and maybe not know a thing, but sound like they know a lot. Yeah. And, and most people, including myself, probably don't know what's what. So, you know, it's a, it's a toughie. Yeah. Well, I, speaking of what's what, did you see Fergie sing what? the National Anthem? Yeah. What'd you think? Well, I just saw a clip, okay? Yeah. But what I you saw... You saw the clip that was publicized, that was... Yeah. Bang, yeah. 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 And, and I was, um, you know, my cousin, who's in the Bare Naked yes. Ladies, they were there. By the way, they crushed it. Yeah, they did the, uh, they the, did Canadian. the Canadian anthem. Yeah. So, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I didn't go. He invited me to go, but I'm not a basketball fan. Yeah. I could have had great seats. I just, I don't know one basketball player in the, I, I'm a hockey guy. I don't know basketball. Do you know right? Steve Garmeyer? No. Is he a Muppet? <laughs> That was the dad who got in the fight at oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. well, if I, we were doing this in Europe, I would have nailed it immediately. Uh, Chalmers, would you bring the uh, Garmires? Yes, the blue the ones. The blue ones. You dumb twat. Um, but uh, no, here's the thing. People were reaming uh, Fergie. Hard. And I'm like, folks, she's an artist. She's interpretive. Yeah. She, she's a very, very good, borderline amazing singer. She's brought you tons of joy, tons of great listening. She brought you Let's Get It Started in here. Yeah, she brought you Fergalicious, Dalo. Wow, yeah. And it's like everyone else interprets the anthem. Yeah. She's an artist. That's what artists do. Let her interpret. If it goes a little wonky, give her credit for trying. But Also, 99% of people don't get to sing the national anthem. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like... And couldn't, by the way. Even if, like, if you were to walk yeah. into the stands and be like, hey, do you want to sing it tonight? Guarantee that person would butcher it. Yeah, and and it's like it's like you know she's an artist. Like leave her alone. You know, I I thought it was really cruel. I saw like people on the news hammering her and saying all these. And then, and then here's what really killed me. Like the next day, she had she went on she Twitter apologized. and apologized. Yeah. And I'm like, are you people making her apologize for her brilliant talent and for being an artist and for for taking a chance? Gee, sorry she just didn't go out and sing it like cookie cutter like she did in grade four. I thought you were going to say like Cookie Monster. Happy New Year <laughs> to you. No, wait. That's not the anthem. Okay, see, that's Happy why New I don't Year sing. What did I sing? In the tune of Happy Birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, I, that's why they don't ask me to do the anthem. That was not for Oh, delicious. my God. Wait, what is it? Um, when in you... the rocket's red glare, there it is, yeah. the bomb's bursting <laughs> in there. Ooh, cookie. Ooh, condom. Wait, what's in that? Carrot needle. Judo. In the land of the free. He got it back. Yeah, I got it back. Cookie never loses his... Cookie never uses his crumble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you ever gotten asked to throw out a first pitch or anything like that? Or or a hockey? What's the hockey I got asked to throw a kid out of a window. I'm moving like a minivan (laughs) on the highway once. Well, that's just like... Yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, No, I haven't been asked to throw out a first... Those are in your Craigslist days when you were just responding (laughs) to every email. Craigslist. No, I've never, I've never thrown out a. Oh wait, what's the hockey? You just drop the puck and say, "Let's play some puck." Yeah. No, the only thing I got asked to do once was I was at a, I, I was at a basketball game. Some people took me in Toronto to see the Raptors. Yeah. And it was very weird. I, I was shooting a movie up there, and the scene we were shooting when we wrapped was I was wearing a polyester mm-hmm. orange jump like like blazer and pants with uh, elevator shoes and my hair greased back and a big collar we're shooting like a disco type scene and they found me on the cam in the audience and they asked me to come down at halftime and stand under the net and hold the ball up so when the mascot jump, ran at me, jumped off a trampoline, twirled in the air, grabbed the ball out of my hands in midair, and slam dunked That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it worked, but he almost flew right into my head. Like, he, <laughs> he missed me by about, like... Like oh yeah, inch. Well, that's what people forget is like these yeah. mascots are yeah like trained gymnasts yeah like more or less but yeah like they're also wearing a fucking 
animal suit yeah. with very little visibility. Yeah, and and I almost felt the felt of it, uh, whatever it was. I think it was a giant <laughs> iguana or a raptor or some trilobite maybe, and it flipped right over my head. So that that was, I think that was my only like standing in the middle of a public sports arena yeah. looking like a dill and i looked like a moron i mean no one yeah no one knew i was shooting a movie <laughs> that day we went right from the set to the game oh because it was okay. like that t- that tight yeah and uh what movie uh it was called mr head mistress it was a disney movie and one of my co is that where you played a woman yeah yeah i played a woman Adam, yes, I did. I have yeah. this. This movie has been. Like, we were just talking about places to visit, uh, bucket list locations. That's on my bucket list. Like that's in my Netflix queue. What? I saw a movie. Mr. Po- Headmistress. Yeah, I saw. Is it on Netflix? It's got to be somewhere. Wow. But I saw a po- I saw a poster for it somewhere. Oh my god! At some point, or maybe I even saw the VHS of it in a movie store at oh, one wow. point, and I was like, oh shit, I can't forget to. You know what's interesting? Oddly enough, I think as far as straight acting goes, it's one of my proudest movies, and and it was under the radar. It was one of those movies. Well, it's Disney. Disney used to do um, uh, Sunday night. They did original movies yes. for TV. Yes, they, these weren't theatrical, so they asked me to star in this movie for Sunday night movies when Disney used to do that. It's a big deal, by the way. It was a big deal, but but as far as acting goes, I remember I really it was very challenging because I was the lead. I had to play a, a, a guy, just kind of like a Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. type of scenario. Very challenging, but I I threw everything into it, and it was one of the f- few movies where I didn't try to um like really like go crazy. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm just gonna let the director. Direct. He's. I'm just gonna let be him a little like, more subtle and kind of. Yeah, just, I was just gonna lay back and and not try to bring the comedy and just you know just chill and and uh, and I really focused on the acting and and it was really fun. I was I was actually when I looked back at it, I go, you know, I feel good about that acting there, which is a lot of times you just feel uncomfortable. But I was I was happy with that. Yeah, Mrs. So it's called Mrs. Mistress. Mister Head Mistress. It's about a, it's about a, a a guy who's on the lam like a, a criminal and he hides out at an all girls boarding school. They think he he gets into drag and they all the girls think he's the new head mistress that was brought here to save the failing school. Oh shit. And it was really fun. It was very like I said, very Mrs. Doubtfire and and re- really cool. Was this man. pre or post Rocket Man or Dumb and Dumb? Dumb and Dumber was the first thing. Yeah, right? this yeah. was after like Half Baked. This oh, was shit. after everything. Yeah, it was just it was just came out of nowhere. It's like Disney just said, "Hey, we'd love you to do this movie." And I was like, "Ah, it's for TV. I don't really want to do a TV movie." But then I saw the script and I was like, "Oh, this this is gonna be." Like I, I saw that it would be very challenging, and that's what kind of got that's me. That's what fired draws up. you to projects, yeah. Well, I, I, I like you know I don't want to just be another talking head. It's it's fun as an actor when when there's something that that really kind of challenges you and makes you kind of push it. And was there a moment when you first like put on the 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 woman guard like whatever it was whether it was the wig or the like did you cr- did you come up with a voice first or did you wait till you sat in a makeup chair with a wig and you were like oh there she is I usually wait till till uh, I get into in right on set into the thing but but Disney wanted to do a bunch of pre stuff just tests. to see how it would look yeah. and how I would sound and and it was weird because the first director they had wanted to, he he was really weird he wanted to make me all like you know like kind of looked like trampy and slutty and like big makeup and and it was really like weird and i didn't say anything trampy yeah like 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 kind of like running makeup and big giant lips that like it just it didn't it didn't fit and i didn't have some weird fetish he was like i don't know but i didn't say anything and then and sure enough like two days later he he, was like harlan meet your new director and (sighs) and this this guy was gone and i was like okay i'm kind of glad and then and then the new guy toned it right down, and then I was able to find where I wanted to be, and it was it was cool. Have you ever played a? a you've, you've done a lot of acting and sketch stuff. You probably yeah. had to play oh, girls, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fir- I, the first time I did it was for uh, my first play in high school, which was the Nancy dude, Nancy two, the Nancy, Nancy Drew dude. Wow, <laughs> pre gender, pre op, mystery solver. I found the penis. It's in my pants. I mean, my dress. <laughs> Nancy Dude Mysteries. <laughs> right, followed up by the Hardy Girls. Did you did you ever get into that play? <laughs> oh 
But it's fun when you when Nancy, you yeah, when I, you have to play a woman. It was because awesome. You you you, you so, as a guy you get sucked into this this other character yeah. because you're you're suddenly, you also the challenge of making it believable because you're yeah. like I know people are looking at a majority of what's happening being like that's not a woman so knowing that you're like well let me make them not think that yeah it's it's weird and man. let me go full you know post-op you know yeah and all the things you know about women all the things you've observed and seen and experienced you you instantly absorb them crazy? Into, you start doing their mannerisms yeah. you start finding their inflections oh, just yeah. the way you sit the way you pose the way you hold your hand yeah I don't think there is like your hair. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Tucking hair behind the ears or like like all these mannerisms come to life. Listening to a a friend of something, you know, (laughs) the fake orgasming of a friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you do plays in high school? I did. I did a few. Yeah. I think I was up. The first one I was ever in, I was a bird. And then I nice. was, uh, I did that one. Did I you think, come out and bow? Or when you're a bird, do you just do you perch up on the wings at the end of the show? I just remember. Did they put a spot up on you and you, instead of just saying bowing, you just went, ha! <laughs> I, I think I went and dropped a turd on, <laughs> on the principal's car is what I did. Um, no, I, I can't remember. We, we probably took a bow because in yeah. high school, that's all part of the, yes. the theater. They want it to be. All done the way traditionally it's done. Yeah. You go out and you take the bow yeah. and the curtain call. Yeah. It's exciting when you're a kid. It is. You know? Yeah, it was. It was. That's fun. where you got the uh, the 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 love for all this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I got it there. I certainly found it. It was more actually probably more half terrifying. Like it was. It, it, what was intriguing about it is it was half completely terrifying to yeah. be exposed and up on stage yep. in front of your peers and the whole school. And then it was also really uh, rewarding because it was it was also enchanting because it was like you you were, you were like doing this thing and making people laugh and it was just it was just all kinds of things. So yeah, it was it was the start of something, I guess. It is interesting to to think back to those days and think like how uncomfortable you were in the first handful. Like I remember even doing like talent shows in high school. Looking back, being like, yeah, of course I did that. But yeah. like I remember if I really think back like being terrified and not being very comfortable out there but then it, but <laughs> but like more comfortable I think than I thought I would be but comfortable enough to be out there um but then you there's only just from doing it is the only way to get more comfortable right Yeah absolutely you just got to keep getting out there man The stand up still terrify you No uh, are you so at ease when you go out there Is that why you always are trying to like I've taken a page out of your book with that by trying to do a little bit of uh, a crowd work or something and breaking the wall every set to make it spawn like to make sure that i'm actively making this completely unlike any other set oh cool yeah. cool yeah yeah i don't know if you that was on purpose that you do that but but uh, in, in in watching you over the years and opening for you that's i would see that and be like oh and even in shorter sets i was like oh it's always you know you'd always do different material for sure but like yeah. Stuff like that, spontaneous, whether it's crowd work or or something, you would just do something to make it where you're like, oh yeah, this this set is not, you know. And, and I think that's good because it makes them when you do go into your uh, material that maybe you've done and you're honing, yeah, you're gonna have a, a at least somewhat of a fresh, yeah, attitude for it. I don't know if I ever uh, did it to try and create like a freshness to it. Okay. I, I don't know if that was my MO. My MO was just to and to to go into the crowd. I was curious about them. I just I just always I had no agenda other than to I I want to know about them. I want to experience the reality of the people watching me. Yeah. I want to know about them and I want I want to interface with them, you know, and I I want to be funny for them in the moment. I want to take a piece of their reality, their life if they're an accountant if they work at a zoo, I want to I want to take their reality and make humor out of it and whip it up like right in front of them like a recipe, you know, yeah. and, and cook it and and watch them laugh and go, "Wow, that just that just happened spontaneously in the moment." And I I just find that really gives me a charge. Do you remember the first crowd work moment you had that was like uh, almost like a breakthrough where you were like cuz you told me early on that you started doing it because you were I don't know if it was afraid to talk to the crowd, but you were just, you were always avoiding it so that you started to do it. Yeah. Well, I know what I, I always wanted to do yes, it. And right. at the beginning, I was very scared to do it. So I'd just go out and stare into the spotlights, you right. know, because it's intimidating. Fuck yeah, to break the wall. 
Well, the thing with stand-up is it's scary enough, but if you go out and you just do your own material, at least you're in a box where you've got the safety of knowing, okay, they're either going to laugh or not laugh yep. at my material. Yep. So it's going to be one or the other, or maybe the reaction will be in the, in the middle. But uh, you know, at least I'm safe because I know what I'm going to say. But once you go out of that box and start kind of, in a way, asking the crowd to participate in making you funny, you're just laying it all out there. Yeah. And so that's that. The, you you no longer are in a safe box. You're 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 just out there. And there's many nights where I talked to the crowd and ate it, and there's many nights where it, it was in the middle, and many nights it was just killed so it's but i i like that danger i like that excitement yeah do you remember the 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 wins more than the losses or did uh just... well yeah because there's more wins than yeah. there are losses you know but there's there's you know one of the very first times i did it was um my uh, my very first gig where i left toronto which is where i started yeah. you know that first time you go on the road is yeah. very intimidating it's daunting it's scary you create this idea of maybe what you've been doing only works there yeah right? exactly yeah. and you're not sure if other people in other parts of the country will will get it or and just that you're in a, in a place you're not used to not and, base, and, when, yeah. and you're young and you haven't traveled much and yada 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 so so my very first night, I went to this packed theater. It was in a, in the province of Prince Edward Island, Canada. It's on the East Coast, up above Maine. I think the Galmires live there. The Galmires, please, Jameson, will you bring me the yellow roasted twat? <laughs> um, so my first night up, and I'm, I'm middling. I'm not headlining. I have to do, I have to do 30 minutes as, oh, a, as a middle act. And I've never done it on the road. And my opening line, I just, I thought, I'll, I'll break the bubble. I'll go into the crowd. And there's this kid in the front in a black leather jacket. And I go, hey, guy, what's your name? And he just, I don't know if he was waiting for it or it just was cosmetic timing or whatever. And he just burped. I held the mic right to his mouth. I go, what's your name? Put the mic in his mouth. And he burped like, like huge burp. <laughs> And the crowd went ballistic, uh -huh. and it, it, they, 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 I had to wait for them to stop laughing for about a minute and a half, and I could, this was the first 30 seconds of my half hour, <laughs> I could not, I wasn't experienced enough to get them back. So I stood up there, did my whole act for 30 minutes to silence. What? And it was probably the one time where I went back to the hotel room and just went, should I just jump out this window? Like, I was <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Yeah, I was man. crushed. I was crushed. I'd never experienced. It's the one thing every comic, you know, just dreads. You know what I mean? Well, it's getting the rug pulled out from you in moment number one. Oh, yeah. And it was on the road, and it was like a big moment. Did you know the headliner or anybody at the club that oh, could yeah. comfort you? I knew the headliner. He was not <laughs> He was not the com comforting kind. Right. Yeah. And uh, he, he was like, well, you should have fucking... Yeah. He, he nobody... That. Yeah. There was no one there to coddle me, man. That's why I just, I just went up to the hotel room and I stared out the window and just went, did I make a horrible decision? You know what I mean? It, yes. Not that I was considering really jumping, but no. you just... You, you, it, metaphorically should i jump and end my stand-up comedy career yes. should i kill it because i, I, I felt toss like my joke book off the balcony right it's like i was like i don't maybe maybe i made a huge mistake and and when you compact that with all the stuff you said about being in a new place and you start going well of course i could do it my own city but i'll never be able to do it anywhere else and it's, it was very what city humbling. was it it was charlottetown charlottetown prince edward island beautiful wonderful enchanting city but it was it was just ooh crazy memories fuck but then i then i got over it and i met a beautiful girl down at the bar and that kind of that makes got everything me through better. it yeah <laughs> uh have you been uh you've been overseas to do stand up yeah 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 Mo a lot of places uh yeah i've done it in uh let's see scotland ireland germany uh where else australia I just uh, did it in yeah Australia and Japan and yeah. for the first time doing it out of the country and you know I, I had the same thoughts about I mean I know Australia crowds love American comedy you must slaughter down there yeah uh yeah yeah I, I do I do yeah. about the same as I do anywhere else it's yeah. not like I do better or worse right. you know yeah I mean that the, there there's a little bit but is of, there something from your body of work that they really are like 
I don't know. Did they scream out like? Yeah, there's a lot of fans of my movies, like yeah. something about Mary yeah, yeah. and and Half Baked yeah. and Dumb and Dumber yeah, and all yeah. that. But but um, yeah, it's 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 the only thing when you go overseas, is there's little cultural differences. There's little technical references. Like, you know, I used to do a joke about Rice Krispies, and over there they call them Rice Bubbles, and yeah. like like just there's little things that you they they change the names yeah. to things. Or so hey, how like, you going? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah, confusing. Or, or uh, you know, French fries, they call them crisps, yeah. you know, over in Australia. Yeah. And it's just, you know, and root, it means F-U-C-K, you know. Does it really? Yeah, root. Didn't you hear them say, hey, look, mate, you want to go for a root? You didn't have guys saying that, that was to go you? for a fuck? Yeah, what did you do? You thought it was a root beer? <laughs> Dude, oh, no. <laughs> I missed out. What were you doing over at the mall shop? <laughs> Hey, mate, we want some whipped cream on that, that fucking root beer. They did say legend a lot. Legend? To, uh, yeah. to Adam. To, yeah, they would just kind of whisper to him, be like, fucking legend. Oh, mate, legend, yeah. mate. I guess, which yeah. is like, you know, you're cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you like the Aussies? They were dope. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, were. I liked uh, them. They were really friendly and, and loved Americans and yeah. had, uh, you know, uh, int- and loved co- uh, coming to the States. Uh, there's one thing they did that we did on stage one night. Where, uh, it's called a shoey, where you drink beer out of a shoe. Whoa. This was in uh, Brisbane. Ooh. And uh, somebody yelled it out to Adam on stage to do it. So he did it. And then I had tr- applied sunscreen to him in Perth at a beach and not done a good job. So he got severely burned. So every show he was pulling it up to show the crowd because it was so burnt with two white handprints on the back. So on Wait, one of the shows. You were, you were rubbing. So we were at the beach. Sunscreen. I would love to know your take on this. Wait a minute. So the first time I've ever touched his back, right? He asked you. Yeah, we're at the beach, and he goes, hey, you can put some sunscreen on the back. And I go, sure. So now this is like- But it wasn't a spray can? No, it was a lotion. Okay, then this was a setup. He's he's got the hots for you, bro. Because everyone else is spraying. You know that, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you were seduced. (laughs) So So you squirted all over your hands. Yeah. That white cream. So now, yeah. so now uh-huh. hey, kids are listening. So, the, yeah. so now you're uh, now you're checking in with your buddy. You're going, oh, what's his tolerance now for for me touching his back? I'm gonna wait for some sort of sign or signal, whether it's like a or a or a shoulder, you know, almost like you're shaking off, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just the the touch. Yeah. And so two hand motions into into applying. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, off. wax off. Yeah. I hear uh, thank you, and I go, that was the sign. So I pull my hands up. Now, he probably could have recognized, well, that didn't feel like a lot of ap- yeah. applying of, of the screen. Um, so he showed the crowd in Brisbane, and then I was like, should I do a shoey to fucking make up for it? And they went fucking nuts. Like, huh. like as if for your special, whatever clothes you do, the type of ovation and, and applause you want to hear is yeah. what I got for drink a beer out of a shoe. So I take <laughs> my shoe off, Ew. they bring a beer out, pour it in, drank it. I was sick for two days. Yeah. You know how much bacteria is in a shoe? A lot. Dude, why not just uh, go get a Petri dish out of the uh, fucking disease prevention center and suck a goblet of SARS? What the hell's the matter with you? I don't know, man. Peer pressure. Australian peer pressure. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was. uh... You should have just stayed on the beach and oiled up Adam some more, dude. We held uh, koalas and fed kangaroos. Did you do that when you were How out there? How do you hold a koala when you're lathered in suntan oil? Did that thing squirt out and hit a, a ceiling fan? Or... <laughs> this is a different day. Okay. They're old as fuck, by the way. They're like... What? They're, koalas? It, yeah. The ones we held anyway. They, ba- yeah. they were like old well, men. You can't like if say all of them are old. I mean, how does a baby koala feel? <laughs> hey, baby, you're old as fuck. Fuck <laughs> you. Jeez, man. Blanket uh, statement. It'd be like just if someone just peeled Grandpa off the couch yeah. and put him in your lap. Was it friendly? Most oh, people yeah. always... They were so soft. I mean, they were just... They said the koalas, they sit in these little uh, you know bamboo trees and they sleep. And then the only reason they get out of the trees is to look for food or uh, sex. So sounds like humans. <laughs> yeah. 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 And one of them was just sleeping with his head lodged in between two trees sleeping and she was like yeah 10 if you guys were here 10 minutes ago he was he was uh you know strolling for chicks you sure he wasn't stuck 
His head you jammed look, between two trees. You're you not good com- with animals, are you? <laughs> you look pretty comfortable. Yeah. I did get sized up by a kangaroo. We were feeding them, though. One of them no, stood up. and They like, can kick. They look like they're doing dips all day. You yeah. Know? yeah. They're yeah, yeah. so jacked in the upper body. The and ruse. It, it pushed his his legs went up, Ooh. and his upper body swelled up in one motion. Ooh. And I was... Uh, was it a big red? Oh, yeah. One of the big reds? What's a big red? The big reds are the giant, the, like the six-foot-tall kangaroos, the big boys. It was at They're least, yeah. Reds. I mean, they were all they were all taller than we were. You know, they eat it over <clears> there, I <throat> eh, might. They eat what over there? They eat the they eat the roos. They eat people. They eat the roos. The people do. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? Uh, no. Kangaroo meat's like a big thing over there. They eat it. Fuck. No, what? they eat it. <laughs> Not fuck it, dude. <laughs> I got a poor guided tour. Yeah. Wait. Uh, is it why would they I'd be hard up in <clears throat> sex with a kangaroo. How would you hold on? I mean they just They hold you, I think. Yeah. But they, they jump. They're always jumping. You brought it up. You said the <laughs> F word. Anyways, they, they they do eat the roux over there. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it. No. Have you tried the roux? Is that the commercial for it? At the <laughs> no, Outback yeah. Steakhouse? Have you tried the roux? How do you speak Australian? Not you Foster's tried the roux. Not oh, Foster's. They hate it over there. It's not a real beer. No. America made it up mm-hmm. to, I don't know, get on the tourism bandwagon. Yeah. That's like down here, but everyone goes, oh, I love that Canadian beer, Moosehead. And then you go up to Canada and everyone's like, ew, junk, you know? <laughs> I'll give you a can of. Yeah. But what it, did the koala like? Did it hold you? Like, yeah. I'm interested she, the, in koala. The, the guy, she, she peel, kind of peeled his arms uh, off, or his claws off of her, and they just kind of rested on, on your shoulders. Did it claw you? Nope. It didn't look like this guy didn't look like he was capable of of a yawn you know what i'm yeah. saying like he looked very so he was gentle yeah huh but you know then it, it does make you kind of want to test his agility like i was like i don't you know not like i don't want to put a finger somewhere but i did want to see how quickly he would go from zero to 60 you should have squirted some of that tanning lotion in his little hands and see if he'd rub adam out it was friendly though are they pets <laughs> is it the sound of the koala getting louder yes i was trying i wasn't there i was trying you should do ADR for the next Homeward Bound if it features a koala getting Homeward lathered Bound. up. Yeah, a Rottweiler, a Siamese cat, a collie, and a koala bouncing over the meadow. Yeah. Which one of those gets eaten by the pack of wolves first? God, so cruel. God, what's wrong with you? Have you held a koala? No. I haven't. And I've been there. I've been to Australia three times, and I haven't, I haven't oh. held a koala. I'm, I'm kind of jealous, Brosh. Yeah, you got to get on that. I'm, I'm a little mad here. It's quite the conundrum. We might have to have a brouhaha over this. <laughs> Ooh. Um, speaking of pets. Yeah. You sent me a teaser. How much can we talk about the special? Whatever you want, Broshish. Well, I've been excited about this since you brought it up to me. Ooh, okay. Um, my new comedy special. Caramel Corn. Yeah. The dog. The pug. The pug. Yeah. We talked about this briefly last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. That you did the whole special at the Irvine Improv. Yeah. As a pug. Yeah. And you sent me the teaser, and all it did was make me want to watch the whole thing right oh, now. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. You're, you're the first one to see the teaser. I love that. I oh, didn't good. realize how, and I think people are going to be very pleased about this, Yeah. how that the mouth... On the mask is moving. It articulates perfectly. Yes. That was the catalyst for if me doing the special. If that happening, yeah. I don't know how much I would be able to follow. Well, that's what pulled me into wanting to do it. Is when I okay, when cool. I videotaped myself on my phone with the mask and I saw how well the mouth moved and articulated, I was like, oh, man, this looks too good. So Yeah, it was because then you... Because then it's you, after a few minutes, and even after the trailer, which I think was a few minutes, you can suspend your disbelief of like oh this is you know like enough to be like there's a fucking dog doing stand-up right now <laughs> yeah well just so people know it's it's yeah, I did, yeah. did an hour-long show uh as a pug so it was basically me in my human form but my head was this full head mask of a a pug dog and the mouth moves perfectly and i build i didn't build my special as harlem williams i build it as caramel corn the pug you're not gonna put your name anywhere uh, it's just at the beginning of the okay. production, uh, Harlan Williams presents. Okay. So people will know that. But, um, 
I didn't know if people would go along for the ride for a full hour. I had only tested the mask for about five minutes uh, on stage. That's I'd, it? I'd never gone more than about five minutes with the mask on. So I was like, are they going to stick with me for a full hour as a pug? And they did. It was on 600 people, and they they were with me the whole way, and it was, it was a crazy cool experience. You are uh, a fucking pioneer as far as like doing <laughs> shit like that because like- Or I, an idiot. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh but you gotta have be a little bit of both of that to even true, true. think of of trying that and the fact that you did it and took such a leap and then it paid up like at what moment did you just kind of like because again you having those nerves of like fuck what if they don't stick with me for the hour yeah but you can't let that seep in uh, uh, uh too much because then that's gonna take away from you really going for it yeah. right yeah but there probably is a part of you being like Man, if at minute 10 they're not on board at all, what do I do? Well, I just resigned myself before I went out. I said, they're going to bail on me after about eight minutes, and so I'm going to just keep going as if there's no one in the room, as if I'm just I'm just giving it my all in my head. I was like, I'm just, just do it like you're doing an audition. For You're walking into a casting office, yeah. and you're doing an audition, and just go for it. Go for broke. Boom. And so I just thought, if they stop, if they abandon me, you know, they know they're there for a special, so they're not going to get up and leave. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep rolling as if I'm doing it without the mask. And But luckily, they, they stayed with me. I did two shows. The first show was stronger than the second show, but okay. it was... It was a really cool challenge and experience. So, what, what what were the? Did you take pictures as Carmel Corn after? And like, yeah, we what? went out. We went out to the uh, out to the lobby and out on the outside the venue, and people were lining up to do pictures, and people oh were God. referring to me as Carmel. And there's there's even a, there's even a, a lady in in that you'll see when you watch the special. There's a lady that I think got really turned on by it. And she started like yelling really seductive things, and she's like, <laughs> in the show. In the show, you it's in the special oh, yeah she's like she's like i awesome. want to go back to the hotel and do stuff to you that you haven't even dreamed of and i'm like <laughs> i hope you like a doggy style <laughs> yeah, baby yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just like <laughs> it was really fun like people really got into it and, and played along and and so it's it's a cool experiment we'll see where it goes from here you know is it uh what does it give you at least some sort of a um i don't know uh thought bubble to to maybe do other do the whole animal kingdom or is this like a one-off no i just like this guy's a character and actually it got me so kind of inspired and excited you know about two weeks after i did the special i got on my computer and wrote like a half hour pilot for a show is that a what sitcom became? no featuring caramel corn it i haven't shown it to anyone yet but i, I actually wrote oh, I thought this was you can say that's what became puppy dog pals but no, this, no that this, was way this is uh this is like a, a a real sitcom with caramel corn the pug as the central character in in, oh, a, in the human world so i just I, that's i just think there's there, i think there's a possibility for this character because yeah. he's, he's so weird and kind of out there there so. are no limits for tv at this point yeah yeah so so it's it's kind of neat we'll see what happens um how, did you write all the material yourself? Yeah, all the material, and then I did. I I did as we were talking about earlier. I did a lot of improv, which yeah. that was the other thing. I didn't know if the crowd would be able to improv with me because I I didn't know if the mask would be a barrier because it's like what am I who am, what am I talking to here? Is this yeah. a dog? Is this a kid? Like it, it was it was, but they just fell right into it. And there's some great improv in the special, and uh, so so now we're just looking at a. a, a time to release it's probably going to come out i'm thinking uh probably around april or may oh shit yeah so it's coming out soon you yeah, have you cut it it's yeah all... it's it's all cut we're just doing some final uh sound and stuff like that all how that, many cameras yeah. did you have on there we had like six cameras over an improv i mean they built that place for specials yeah and we brought in a whole production team it looks great it sounds great where are you going to release it uh well the the bad news is and and i knew this going into it um, and that's why I financed the whole thing myself. I knew that it would probably get a no from everybody. So Netflix, HBO, Comedy Central, uh, show to everyone's passed on it. We've already put it out and everyone said no. And I, w I wasn't surprised. I was disappointed, but I wasn't yeah. surprised yeah. because it's like, 
they don't know what to do with that, but that's not going to stop me from pushing myself. Yep. And so so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to release it on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, great. And then I'm also going to I've started I'm going to start an account on Patreon. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of that. I have, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a it's a web uh, site where you can kind of uh, pay whatever you want to artists and you can you pay a certain amount and you can view you can watch the whole special for a dollar or if you feel generous and you want to drop $30 or $5 or whatever it's kind of a pay as you go type of thing to help support people doing different stuff. That's so, awesome. So yeah, so it's it's gonna get out there into the world. I don't know if it'll uh, blow up or blow down or just blow or be you know who knows. But I, you I'm, gotta do. Uh, I'm are you glad gonna be I press as. Caramel I'm gonna corn? try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna gotta, talk to Conan. I'd yeah. love to go on Conan. You know, and actually do stand up as Caramel on yes, Conan dude. and then do panel. So we'll. We I haven't talked to them yet, but once we establish he our, our date, loves you. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. There's a, yeah, there's a handful. Well, maybe we can have you come back as Carmel because we use, yeah. on other times we tape uh, a lot of the pods. So it'd be oh great yeah, if to you do if video. you do one where you're all I'll come in as Carmel, <laughs> you just as Carmel right yes. away because Car- Carmel's a little bluer than me. Yeah, my act is fairly clean yeah. compared to most, and and uh, I decided with Carmel, I thought you know this guy's a dog, and it, you know I, I just thought it, it would kind of be funny to hear a dog being a bit dirty and foul mouthed and. <laughs> So the caramel corn special is a little bluer than uh, than you'd normally see from me. So uh, it's it's more of a character, you know. Yeah. Um, and this wasn't based on like an old character you did from like sketch back in the day. This no, just came from it came from I was wandering around in a Halloween store and I found this mask and I just bought it as a goof and then I put it on and I saw the mouth moving and the way it looked on when I looked at, at it back in my phone and I was like, oh my god, this is just too. And you know, I'd been looking for something new to yeah. do as a comedy special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm always trying to find something that really stimulates me. And I was like, man, I'm think this is it. And so I just went for it. Because you said you're done with doing the theater thing for now. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was out with Tom Green the other night for for sushi. We went out, and and he goes, you know, Har, maybe you should uh, think about doing another one, just you know, the old way. And I was like, you know, I don't think so. And he goes, well, you know, maybe your fans would like it. And he kind of was trying to talk me into it. I thought, well, maybe we'll see, but but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one day. Yeah. But, but I, I I do like I do like it's been doing, so long since you have, right? Probably at least yeah, 10 years. It's been uh, probably, yeah, maybe eight years. since. Well, not since I've done a special, but since I've done a traditional one. Yeah. I mean, my one before this was out in the desert. Force of Nature. Yeah, Force of Nature, and then this one. So who knows? Maybe the next one I'll, we'll see. And it's been 11 years since you were named um, Best Improviser in, in uh, on the NBC show, Thank God You're Here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How do you know about that? Did you what, see that? What was that? Thank God you're here. Yeah. Oh, this that was just a show that NBC did where you basically um, they get like four celebrities and they build some sets and basically they put you in a costume and they tell you to walk through a door and on the other side of the door is a cast of people on a dedicated set. And the first line they say to you when you walk through the door is they go, oh, thank God you're here. And that's it. You just have to improvise from that moment that's awesome. in the door. And then you start talking. They start, And you've got to kind of look around the room, see what's there, and kind of build a scene. And uh, fortunately, that's something I love to do. So I just kind of rocked it, you know. And then at the end, out of the – it was me, Jane Lynch. Um, who's the guy on Seinfeld, the little bald guy? Jason Alexander. Yeah, it was him, and then uh, and then the big uh, there's a, another stand up comic. Anyway, so I ended up uh, winning awesome. winning an award, and yeah, it was really fun. I loved it, man. There should be more of those shows. I mean, I guess like the you know Alec Baldwin like Match Game, like, but there should be like more fun like something like that sounds way better than just a, a show that's where it's just kind of like one word answers where there's yeah. Yeah, there's more to push you. I guess yeah. Hollywood game that I guess is that to a an extent, but even that still, yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, it's not really p- testing your, your yeah, skills. That's what was great about this show because it really forced you had to act out a like a you know a f- four or five minute scene, yeah, with with people you'd never met, you didn't know what you were walking through the door to. 
I think it's on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. Fuck it's, yeah. it's it's pretty funny. It's it's uh called Thank God Thank God You're Here. So check after, it out. After that YouTube your tricks commercial. Oh yeah. Remember when we watched that on the first yeah, time you yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh all right. So Caramel Corn will be April or May special. Uh, yeah, April or May. Yep, that's when we're looking at getting it out there. Uh, and Puppy Dog Pals is going strong on Disney Junior. Yeah, Puppy Dog Pals, my animated show. Uh, we're working on the second season, and I don't, we don't have a release date for season two, but if you have kids and you love Puppy Dog Pals, yeah. it's coming out probably, I don't know the dates, but I would guess somewhere between June and September, October, awesome. but we don't have an official date, so that's just a guess. Uh, my uh, niece's got my nephew into it. He's three. They're eight. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's awesome. It's going crazy. Yeah, like it's it's like they're making all these toys, and their kids are loving it. People, you're gonna be voicing a toy. Yeah, and That's pe- people uh, are sending like to my Twitter page. I'm getting all kinds of parents sending videos of their kids watching the show, what playing with like? the toys. It's amazing it, the joy and and the happiness you see these little kids having. But what's even weirder, I've gotten many many videos of people's dogs watching the show. It's very bizarre. What? They're sitting there in front of the TV, like, <laughs> and you can see their heads moving, following the puppies. Like my show's about two and they little turn back dogs. to the camera and go, "Great show, Harland." <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, it's very it's it's very interesting. Yeah, the the, the for some reason it You it's, need to like it. I mean, that's it's weird. that's next level shit. I mean, like That's strange. I mean, I'm sure dogs look at a lot of TV cuz it's moving objects, but the I fact guess, that man, they, they can recognize though. Yeah, I think they <clears throat> recognize the shape of of little dogs and and somehow it it catches their eye and and people the only reason I know is cuz people send me videos to my Twitter page of uh, um, and by the way, because I've been getting so much stuff to my Twitter page, I had I started a new Twitter page called Puppy Pals Bob. Good. Bob is the dog's yes. owner on the show. That's what you play. And I decided, man, I th- I think I might need a dedicated fan page for all these videos and pictures. So if you're Hell Puppy yeah. Dog Pals fans, if you have kids, please go on Twitter and it's at Puppy Dog Pals at Puppy Pals Bob. Even if you don't have kids, even if you're a grown man in his yeah. 30s who gets stoned and watches it. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you, that, that wouldn't be you, would it? I don't talk about what I do in my personal life on this podcast. Could you give me like a signal, like a wink or an, raise an eyebrow or something? Me. There's, a, there's your signal. <laughs> that was my koala. Now, can you give me another <laughs> signal and just... Because you're not 30, bro. 35. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice try. I knew that signal was off by five years. Um, I want to... Ooh, what's this? I want to close this podcast by doing a um, something I, uh, we've done uh, a few times before. We did it with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, we did it with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. I want to do it. It's called just, uh, just a rapid fire question thing great man just like a quick like this or that you i know thought it was last christmas i gave you my heart by george <laughs> michael what the hell is this music this is Katy perry's firework instrumental <sighs> okay fire away bro shuffy ashi all right um chicken or steak steak soccer or football football garmeyers or davidson's <laughs> garmeyers <laughs> ski or surf uh, surf, skydive or bungee jump, bungee, sit or stand to pee, stand, bro. I'm a two. Salsa or reggae, salsa. Salsa or guacamole, salsa. Eighties music or nineties music, eighties. Betty White or Oprah, Betty. Who would you fuck, Betty White or Oprah? Both. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Koala a bo- style. <laughs> <laughs> a Betty Oprah? Yeah. Weed brownie or bong? Brownie. Hot air balloon or butt plug? Butt plug. Hot. T- <laughs> that balloon won't fit up there, bro. Have you seen how big they are? Those hot air balloons are like 60 feet wide. Hot tub or back rub? After your story with Adam, I'll get that hot tub front of their koala claws. Jeez. A long story that ends in a great joke or a pun that just destroys? Pun. I got things to do. I got to get to Arby's. <laughs> That's it. Um, it. 
<laughs> oh. Uh, how about this? Johnny English or Death Wish? <laughs> <laughs> Death Wish. Yeah, we're going to go see that. Thanks yeah. for being here, Har. Dude, awesome. At Harlan Williams for all your social media, right? Yeah, uh, uh, at Harlan Williams for uh, Instagram, at Harlan Williams for um, Twitter. Yeah. And harlanwilliams.com is my website. And if you're into my podcast, it's the Harlan Highway. Yeah, baby. Uh, and uh, we got to get you back. I got to come back on. Soon. It's, it's been, been a couple been years. Little, been, has it been that long? It might Take the hint, bro. <laughs> I need a back to rub. Yeah, get get the yeah, get the mayonnaise out of the fridge if you're out of uh, sunblock. Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.